This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. So let's start with Drake London here. Uh, Just an absolute explosion game, Matt Harmon. We're talking 11 targets, 10 receptions, 172. We're talking about career highs in both receptions and yards and catch percentage as well, catching over 90% uh, of the balls thrown his way. Uh, What did you see here from Drake London? Yeah, only the third 100-yard game of Drake London's career, which is, uh, I mean, that stings. shouldn't be that way. Uh, he's such a good player. Man, I mean, that that's kind of where I want to start with this is, like, what I saw from that game on Sunday, yeah. it's, just, like, he's, it's a guy that can do everything at the position, everything that you want. Um, you know, you see him win on outbreaking routes, on in-breaking routes, intermediate routes, vertical routes. Obviously, he can win in tight coverage. Man, he was – real close to a touchdown on one of those catches. I mean, he was just making impressive grabs in big moments. You know, obviously the Falcons don't come away with a win, so I'm sure Arthur Smith will go right back to, you know, pounding the hell out of the rock, especially against the Panthers next week. I mean, my God, they'll they'll run the ball 30 times in that game. <laughs> right, right, um, right. No question about that. But, look, yeah, obviously it stings for the, for the Falcons. But that, this potential has been there for Drake London uh, all, all year and, and really basically since he got to the NFL. I – think he will go down as one of these players that, you know, by the end of the year, we'll look back at his stats. It's like, ah, did he really even take a step from his rookie year? You know, because um, like he's probably pacing for about the same season. But man, you're I mean, talking, is, you're talking from a narrative standpoint, because yeah, I from think, a narrative yeah. standpoint. Yeah, right. from a narrative standpoint, that will be the narrative around Drake London is. Ah, uh, did he really tell us that? Like, uh, well, it's like, but these guys are all products of their situation, you know, and, and obviously Drake London's situation is kind of the worst possible one where you all, you not only have a coach who look, I, I think Arthur Smith designs a good offense, but he does not get the ball to his best players. That is like objective number one, or, or it like, it seems like pulling teeth to get the ball to the best players in this system. It just yeah. shouldn't be that way. Okay. Um, especially with a guy like Drake London, cause like, look what happens when you just make this guy the, the centerpiece. But at the same time, you also have bad quarterback play. Like, yeah. I mean, Desmond Ritter, even in this game, he throws one brutal interception, uh, which maybe wasn't blocked up perfectly by the Falcons, whatever. But then the real egregious one was, I mean, Bijan Robinson could have like moonwalked into the end zone on a touchdown uh, on a play right there on the flat, and and he just completely misses him, and, and Bijan falls over the whole thing. So got a real bad mix of circumstances here for Drake London, but this guy is definitely a baller. I mean, and like situations – correct themselves at, at some point. I mean, we've been talking about Michael Pittman on the show a ton. Like he's a great yeah. example of a guy that, ah, man, like his third season, did he just kind of taper out there in, in, in Indy, but then he's getting fully maximized. Like he's going to be a wide receiver one this year in fantasy football. And like, I mean, he, he's the same player. He's always been nothing. Like there, there's nothing about Michael Pittman this year. This is uh-huh. like, Oh, yep. He's really graduated. No, like he's been this guy <laughs> since his second season. He was the right. same guy in the third season, and mm-hmm. he's the same guy right now. And that guy's really good. And same with Drake London. Like he was really good as a rookie. He's been really good this year. 
it's just been a very weird and wonky situation. And, you know, situations change. I, I think Drake London's ha- I mean, having a great season and is a great pro already at the position. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're talking about a guy in Drake London who last year, when you talk about success rate versus man, and then combine that with success rate versus zone, 72%, 72 72.3% success rate versus man, uh, 81.6% success rate versus zone. Now, again, if you're uh, an RP convert, like, you know, you love RP and you know all about the reception perception, you know that when you cross that 72% threshold on a man and 81% threshold on zone, You're doing pretty good in both categories, right? But how rare is that actually, right? So Drake London was only one of 10 players last year that crossed the 72% threshold versus man and then 81% threshold versus zone. So again, we're talking about a rare blend of a player that, again, you talk about size, you talk about speed, talk about the catch point, all these different types of things. But his success rate versus man and zone really indicate that, you know, again, this guy's knocking on the door of being a top, you know, 10, 12 receiver in the league. Absolutely. And I definitely think there are some people like in dynasty circles that have probably soured on him. You know, uh, I would I would imagine that's the case. I've seen a few people even throw out trades like um, I saw somebody said last night to me that you know, they traded Nico Collins for Drake London straight up. And like, I like Nico Collins, but I yeah. think I'd probably still <laughs> take Drake London there. I don't know close i mean i really do like nico collins and he's tethered to cj stroud right but like right and that's one thing like when you get into a good sit like that's not going to change like what's going to change about cj stroud like he's going to suddenly forget how to play football probably nope. not like uh, you know D'Amico ryan's is just going to fall off the face of the earth as a coach probably not like right. nico's in a good i mean he could obviously he could change teams that's all certainly possible but um unlikely so he's in a good situation he's probably locked into that uh good situation for a while but Bad situations can change, and I think that's what you're looking with with Drake London here. That you know the the Falcons lost this game, like I mentioned. This is a pretty critical point because now the Bucks are the team that would get to represent the beautiful NFC South if the playoffs started today. Um, <laughs> which yay, I, yeah. I mean, whoopee. Although I will say, oh God. Uh, I'm kind of most interested. Which is, it's like you know the. I don't. I don't even know what to say. It's, it's not a big compliment, but I do think the team I'd want to watch in the playoffs right now is probably the Bucks, um, or like the team I think should like the most interesting team from the NFC South. I think is probably the Bucks, which you know I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy. So like me saying yeah, this about yeah, Baker yeah. Mayfield is like that really tells you what I think about Derek Carr and what I think about the Falcons. <laughs> that I I think the <laughs> Baker Mayfield Bucks mostly just because like yeah, let's get Mike Evans another postseason glory moment. Why not? Like Rashad White's kind of starting to play well. Why, why not? Let's 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 have that happen uh, in the playoffs. I guess because this Falcons team is just like it's just not it, man. Um, nope. You know, Desmond Ritter Desmond Ritter's not it. Um, I don't think they have a consistent like their defense is is much improved. It's actually a pretty good unit, but it's not like the Browns, right? Like defense can can take right. over a game or, or something like that. It's not that type of, of unit. Like 
I wonder um, what type of changes will be coming to Atlanta if they miss the playoffs in year three of the Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot uh, regime. I, I don't know that Arthur Smith would get fired, although like him being so uh, he's definitely cooled down the cantankerous with the media stuff because I'm sure yeah. uh, I'm sure he was probably told by somebody, like, yo, you 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 got to knock that off. Like it's it's <laughs> enough already with that. So I don't know that he would get fired or anything, but they'd certainly have to make some sort of aggressive swing at, at quarterback. And, you know, I, I definitely come back to Justin Fields, right? Like that makes, I think a lot of sense for them to make for some sure. sort of move like that. And we're talking about like Drake London with Justin Fields. Like I think Drake London would potentially go maybe not to the moon, but you know, certainly could get in into the atmosphere with a player like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you talk about the the Falcons there, and and obviously the Saints. There's a big log jam. Everyone's under 500 uh, in the NFC South, and one of these teams got to make it, though. One of these teams got to make it. It's and it's always. By the way, whenever we're talking about teams that are below 500 making it into the playoffs, why is it? It seems like it's always the NFC South. Why is it? Oh, it seems well, like yeah. it's always the NFC South. I don't get it. Why is it always that that division? Uh, crazy stuff there. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.